to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, I'm Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. And as you know, since there was no preamble, just the music of the podcast, the incredible theme song created by Michael Kill, um, a dude who is very close to my heart and whose music I love. Um, all that aside, that you know that means that it is time again for my annual highlights, my best of 2019, my best of the year. Um, for those who may be new to the show... Uh, through my shout-outs that I'm going to give later, or who just found me on a whim. Uh, typically, this is an interview show where I interview artists, musicians, burlesque performers, photographers, comedians, pretty much anybody who will talk to me. But last year, I put it to a vote to see if people would be interested in hearing my best of the year, things that I was really interested in and what I wanted to talk about. And so I'm going to be doing that again this year for 2019. Um, but before I get to that, I wanted to take a moment to be honest with my listeners, with anyone who is adjacent to them who may be hearing this, that uh, my posting about the things that I work on is sort of inconsistent. I try and keep on a schedule. Um, I try and share all the things that I do. But I've been really burned out. And honestly, I didn't know if I was going to do this episode Tonight, it is currently December 30th. It is the day before this, ep- the night before this episode needs to go out. And I didn't think I had the wherewithal to make it. Um, I've just felt really overwhelmed and burned out and tired all the time. Um, and part of that, I guess, is coming from when you put 100% into everything that you do, you don't leave much percent for yourself. And so I've just felt burdened almost by everything which is so stupid right like I get to make podcasts and I enjoy making podcasts and I've been guests on a ton of podcasts um we're gonna talk about that more later and so like it's such a silly thing to feel burned out on right this thing that I'm lucky to get to do you know the streaming all of that stuff but uh I have I've just felt really low and depressed and part of that is the seasonal depression from winter that I kind of experience every year Um, And so, yeah, I didn't think I was going to be able to do this, but I sat down at the computer, I tightened up my list, I turned on the recording, and I feel better already, which is kind of ridiculous, right? Um, That I, or not, I guess, that I get so much joy from this thing that I do. Um, And yeah, and like, I already feel leaps and bounds better than I did earlier today, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna record the episode. You'll be hearing this Tuesday morning. It comes out, um, but and I'll talk more about this later. But a quick thank you to everyone who supported me over the past year and for the last decade or so. I've been doing things like this and this specifically, so uh, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your patience and I appreciate you going on the ride with me. Um, but enough about that. Enough sappy sappy stuff. As I'm feeling better. Um, let's talk about my favorite things of 2019. Um, before I talk about my standout moments, I like to go through a quick list with brief descriptions about, uh, the really cool things that I really enjoyed this year. My favorite stuff, I guess you could say it's not a top 10 list. I just pick my favorite of each thing of an arbitrary set of categories that I've created because they're the things I want to talk about. Um, and, There's no real rhyme or reason other than they're my favorite things. Um, Starting with, of course, video games. Uh, My favorite video game of 2019 was the Link's Awakening remake. For a laundry list of reasons that I've cited on several other podcasts I've been on. But uh, I'll keep it short and sweet here. 
Um, I'm a diehard Zelda fan. I've loved the series and played almost every game in the series with a few exceptions. Um, but Link's Awakening is one of those exceptions. It's one of those games I never played. And I have a preference for the top-down Zeldas versus the 3D Zeldas like your Breath of the Wild. A game I will admittedly say is one of the best-made Zelda games ever, but it is not my favorite. Um, Link's Awakening, though, I had never played, so I was excited for the remake. And when it came out, it absolutely enraptured me the music the graphics the gameplay the the length of the game like it was just this perfect package um and since i had never played it i was experiencing this for the first time with this version it's become my favorite 2d zelda easily and uh might be my favorite zelda of all time now this remake it's just it's just lovely if you're a zelda fan and you haven't played it yet and you haven't played link's awakening or even if you have I highly recommend this remake. It was a blast to play from start to finish. It was adorable. The graphics are phenomenal. The gameplay is phenomenal. The soundtrack's phenomenal. Definitely, definitely go play it if you have a Nintendo Switch. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, next, uh, my favorite book or audiobook of the year. The reason it's audiobook and book together is because I don't read a lot of physical books. I actually. You know, being a podcaster and being a podcast nerd who listens to a shitload of podcasts, I like the uh, auditory version of books. And so I like a lot of audiobooks. That's my preferred way to read, so to speak. Um, so, with that said, uh, that's why I combine those two categories. Uh, mine is attached to a standout moment from this year that I'll get into more detail with, but it is uh, Rob Paulson, the voice actor, his book, Voice Lessons, uh, which I loved uh and i got to meet him when he did a signing for it and i'm gonna talk about that more in a little bit moving on to my favorite movie of the year uh it squeaks in right at the end um i really thought my favorite movie of the year was going to be avengers endgame just because of i know it wasn't a perfect movie but how it wrapped up the last 10 years of marvel movies for me a diehard fan but uh then i saw a little movie by ryan johnson called knives out uh I actually saw it the day on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I saw it on Christmas Eve, so a little while after it had come out, um, but it was phenomenal. Um, I love murder mysteries. Clue is one of my favorite movies, and uh, Knives Out is like a modern... It's not a modernization of Clue, because Clue is a much more slapsticky, goofy movie, but if you're a fan of murder mysteries that have humor and have twists and turns... I cannot recommend Knives Out enough. It's an insanely star-studded cast. Um, and I was excited to get to see Chris Evans be a douchebag again. I know that seems like a weird sentence to say out loud. But, like, I love him as Captain America. But he's also really good at playing, you know, a sniveling, smart-ass, jerky jerk. So, again, Knives Out. Movie of the year. Definitely go see it. Uh, Ryan Johnson is an awesome director. I love two of his movies that I've seen in the last few years between Last Jedi and this, so definitely go see Knives Out. Next, TV, or what is considered a television show, right? Uh, now with streaming services, technically, I mean, you watch it on TV, I guess, so that makes it, but you don't have to, right? You can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on your computer monitor. I sound like an 80-year-old man. But that said, this is my favorite TV show or series of the year, and it's The Mandalorian. Um, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, and I'm a big Boba Fett nerd. I hate what they did to Jango Fett in the prequels and made Boba Fett a 
natural birth clone, blah, blah, blah. Stupid. Whatever. But I did love the Boba Fett Extended Universe books, and I did love, and I do love, rather, the lore of the Mandalorians. And so uh, the TV show, didn't love it after the first episode, but after watching uh, a few more in, I got really roped into the kind of Ronin slash Old West feel of the show. I love the music. The main theme from The Mandalorian is one of my favorite instrumental pieces in a long, long time. Um, I'm not going to spoil the show in case you haven't seen it, so I won't go into much details, but um, I really love the entire cast. Uh, Carl Weathers, who keeps coming back in it, he's in the very first episode and he keeps showing up again, is phenomenal in it. Um, And Pedro Pascal, who I've loved in a lot of different things, is really great in it. Uh, Definitely, definitely check it out, The Mandalorian, if you're a Star Wars nerd and you haven't watched it yet. Uh, Next, we're going to go on to my favorite album of the year. This, too, will be tied to um, a standout moment for me in 2019 that I'm going to talk about a little later. But it is the album Solutions by K-Flay. I discovered K-Flay through a friend and rapper, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Um, I had been talking to him just about music and some other things. And he was actually going to see K-Flay. This is a few years ago now. And I was like, oh, who's K-Flay? She's "She's a rapper and a rock star, pop star. Uh, Definitely check out her stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, and I will. And so I did. And uh, I love all three of her albums. I love her singles, her EPs. She's phenomenal. Uh, K Flay has become one of my favorite artists of all time in a very short amount of time. Um, I've been obsessed with her music. I got to see her live uh, earlier this year, uh, back in September. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, her album, Solutions, was the perfect remedy to everything I was feeling. Uh, you know, a, a way to, how do I put this, to um, expel depression, uh, loneliness, sadness, and some other things. Like, it's just a really great record that's, you know, a little depressive, but also a little celebratory. It's this it's this flow of what it's kind of like to be human dealing with things. And it's just, it's really great. If you haven't heard it yet, I highly recommend it, even if you're not, uh, someone who listens to a lot of hip hop, or someone who listens to a lot of rock, or pop, or any or indie rock, like she's a, a genre masher, as I like to uh, lovingly call certain artists. She just combines a bunch of different stuff, and it's all her own, and it's really great. So again, Solutions by K Flay, go listen to that. Um, my favorite song of the year is actually from an artist who I'd never heard of until was it over the summer? No, it has to, had to be earlier than that. Um, but this artist was introduced to me by uh, Lex the Lexicon artist, who I believe got one of these mentions last year. Um, but it is the song Labo of Love by Super Smack. Super Smack put out um, uh, the Neon Red EP. I believe it's called Neon Red uh, EP, which is a collection of really upbeat, great, nerdy songs. Um, and uh, I've since befriended Super Smack and had him as a guest on this very podcast earlier this year, um, but this EP and this song specifically is just so good. If you need, if you're a gamer and a nerd and you need a feel-good song, I cannot recommend Labo of Love enough, but the whole EP really is just brilliant, Um, so definitely go check that out, but that song I listen to constantly and I cannot, cannot get enough of. Um, Next... My favorite podcast of the year. This one was tough. Um, there were a lot of really great podcasts that I discovered this year. Um, and 
others that I got to be on this year, and I'm going to talk about that a little later. But uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I was a guest on and has become one of my favorites that I dive to listen to as soon as an episode drops is Let's Rewatch. Uh, the Let's Rewatch podcast is a podcast with four hosts, um, Brett, Sam, Ash, and Pat, and they, every two weeks, I think, watch a movie. So they have a guest on, sometimes. Sometimes they don't. But the they rewatch movies that are at least 10 years old or older to see if they still hold up. And uh, they split the podcast in two, and in real time, they bring the guest on, they talk about their expectations of this movie, if people have seen it, if they haven't, why they picked that movie... And then they pause the podcast recording. Everyone goes to watch the movie. And then they come back and discuss it immediately after watching it to see if it held up and what they thought of it and what they liked. Um, I was on their Wayne's World episode. Um, That was my pick. And it was so much fun, though Brett bailed on that episode. Um, I'm kidding, Brett. Uh, Brett was really busy. But I got to be on with the other hosts. And it was so much fun um, revisiting that movie that I I still really love Wayne's World. so yeah, the Let's Rewatch podcast, you can find it on all podcasting platforms. Um, I'm hoping to be a guest in 2020 again. Um, so yeah, definitely check out that podcast. If you like podcasts about movies, if you listen to my other podcast, Screen Snark, and you like the structure of that show, you probably like Let's Rewatch as well. So definitely check that out. My burlesque performer of 2019. Uh, this was tough to pick uh, one performer for 2019. I just, I work with so many, so many talented performers. But uh, this performer has become a really, really good friend in a uh, sh- in not a short amount of time. I've known her for quite a while. Um, but I got to know her better after she helped do the makeup along with uh, Miss Charlie Delight at my wedding back in 2015. Um, and since then, our friendship has grown stronger. But my performer of the year is Anya Keister. Um, Anya and I have become really good friends. I've been the go-to DJ more or less for D20 Burlesque as long, you know, whenever I can be uh, for a long time. And I, I've always wanted like D20 Burlesque was one of the first burlesque troops I heard of. And to be a regular DJ for the show now still kind of blows my mind every time I think about it. Um, and I, and I'm proud of a lot of the stuff I've done on my own and produced with MGB, but Anya has become one of my favorite humans on the planet. And, uh, and uh, seeing, all of the crazy acts that she's come up with, the different themes she's decided on for her shows, um, and just being geeks together and hanging out and being friends. Um, but uh, genuinely, I'm always in awe of the accomplishments that uh, she manages and her work ethic and all of the incredible things she does. So Anya, uh, if you're listening, you're my favorite performer of the year. So shout out to you and all the awesome stuff you do. My favorite burlesque show of the year, as someone as closely tied to burlesque as I am, this was also important for me. It's a little selfish this year. Um, I got to produce for the first time ever my own video game burlesque show uh, called Let's Smash, which is a spoof on Smash Brothers, a tribute to video games. Uh, And that was back in March of 2019, and it was a blast. I had so much fun. Um, I hosted kind of just as myself. But uh, we had incredible acts in that show. We had a Waluigi act done by Dick Move. We had my f- one of my favorite acts by Victor Devon, his Kefka act. Um, we had the, um, who else did we have in that show? 
had a Sugar Mama Soda did her incredible, incredible Castlevania act. Um, Betty Brash go-go danced as um, as Bowsette. Um, Reina DJed as Monokuma. Um, who else was in that show? Petra Fried did her incredible, incredible Mario act um, that I've been eyeing from afar for ages and uh, was incredible. Um, did I say everyone? I know I'm forgetting somebody and I can't think of who, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there was another act. Um, and I'm kicking myself for not being able to remember it. So if I left you out, I apologize. Um, but yeah, it was an incredible show. It was so much fun to do. Um, I loved all of the acts in it. I loved uh, everyone who was a part of it. Um, so thank you for that, for making my uh, little burlesque dream come true of putting on a video game themed burlesque show, which was a ton of fun. Uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's my favorite stuff of 2019. Uh, we'll see if I decide to edit any of this and uh, tighten that stuff up. If not, enjoy my ramblings. But now I want to talk about uh, the standout moments of 2019, things that I, I really am thankful to have gotten to do, been a part of, witnessed, um, in no particular order whatsoever. Um, it is going to bother me, though, that I can't remember who else was in that video game show, so I might stall just a little bit so I can actually look up who was in that video game show. So you're going to hear my uh, computer clicking a little bit. Um, but it's it's really going to drive me crazy that I can't remember who the hell was in that show. So I'm going to go to my Facebook page on the internet, um, facebook.com slash NYC. if you're not already following me and liking my page. I'm going to go to my events. I'm gonna just going to talk you through it, right? Because at this point, I want to make sure that I mentioned all of the performers who were in that show. And I could cut this out, but I don't think I will. Um, but, oh, yes, of course. One of my loves uh, that I can't believe I almost forgot about. Veronica Viper did an incredible, creepy, and beautiful Silent Hill act, uh, which is also one of my favorites. Um, so, yeah. So, that's everybody who is in the Let's Smash Bros. show. Sorry for stalling. But now... I'm done rambling about that. I can talk about some of my highlights, uh, standout moments that I got to experience or be a part of. Um, the first one is I performed my first ever live lip sync act on stage. Um, I didn't strip, but I did lip sync to um, Hey Look My I Made It for MGB's tribute to Panic at the Disco, um, which was so much fun and also incredibly stressful. I don't know that I'll ever perform on stage again like that. Um, but I'm glad I did it, and it ended up being fun, and I got a lot of compliments on it. So thank you to everyone who supported me while I was working on that act and for coming out to that show to see it or commenting on the video I posted online and watching it. Um, it, was it was really fun to do, uh, and maybe I'll do it again sometime. The next one was I got to be a guest on SDGC, the Super Deformed Gamecast, uh, a community that I've gotten very close to, especially towards the end of this year. But I've been a fan of their show for a very long time uh, and slowly befriending all of the hosts on Twitter and on the internets. Uh, and so when uh, the hosts were looking for their final show of 2019 to just have a bunch of guests on with, with uh, two of the hosts, Reb and Derek, um, 
they asked me among they asked who would be interested and i i threw my hand up and they had me on and it was so much fun we talked about some favorites of the year uh, some 2019 wrap-up conversations and uh it was it was a blast it was honestly a highlight of the year like big time just because how much the community means to me uh, how great it was to be on that show and to talk with people i consider friends at this point even the guests sam and lena who i talk to all the all the time on the internet now and on our discord server like these feel like friends you know people who i idolized and who were important to me in the games community and in the podcasting community like it's it's really cool to be able to call them friends um and i thank them for anything they supported of me that i've done and their kindness on twitter um and their incredible community that they've curated it it's changed my life and it changed my year so that was awesome um next seeing your smith and kflay live at brooklyn steel um i got to see them with my co-host and good buddy rachel quirky shank um tom manhart a longtime uh, rap fan and friend of mine was there as well, and we got to enjoy that. Um, there was another opener besides Your Steel, but I didn't really uh, dig them that much, <laughs> so I don't remember their name. But Your Smith, I had never heard of before that show, um, and they were one of the openers for K-Flay, and they were phenomenal. Uh, and I've been hooked on their music uh, so much since then. Um, I highly recommend both of their EPs. My favorite song is definitely Man of Weakness off their most recent EP. Um, and then, of course, K-Flay, an artist I already gushed about earlier. Um, it was a transformative experience to see her live. Um, I am a music crier. I cry a lot listening to music. I get very emotional listening to music. And, like, I cried a lot of cathartic and happy tears at that K-Flay concert. It was just a damn blast. And I will see K-Flay every time she comes through New York. Every time from now on. It was one of the best concerts I think I've ever been to ever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I became a Twitch affiliate this year, which was super cool. I started streaming more regularly um, after getting really great advice from a bunch of different folks at MAGFest back in, uh, when was that, January of 2019. Um, I felt confident to try and approach streaming again, and I did. And uh, Imperial Girl, for one, was a really great supporter um, Tanya also a really great supporter, both uh, streamers who were at that uh, MAGFest panel, and uh, I really appreciate it because I was able to set a goal and reach it. And though I haven't streamed a ton towards the end of this year, I am going to jump back on it in 2020, uh, but it's been fun streaming. Thank you to anyone who came and watched my streams. I know several of you listen to a few different shows that I do um, and hang out and chat. Um, uh, big shout out to my good friend Mandy, who's also started streaming more regularly this past year and also recently became a Twitch affiliate. Um, your support is uh, invaluable to me. But anyone who supported me, gave me advice, helped out, um, the entire Kashka community, um, you know, Dan, uh, Solaria, um, you know, um, everyone who, if you have supported my streaming in some way, shape, or form, thank you. Even if I forgot to thank you here, uh, if I forgot to thank you in the blurb at the end uh, where I thank a bunch of people, thank you so much. If you've affected that at all and supported that at all, thank you because it's been a blast and I can't wait to get back to it. Fun and Games had its first ever live panel, uh, a live panel slash podcast. Um, it was at a video game con in 
New Jersey. Uh, it was a blast. We I know there are definite listeners who uh, we met there um, who now have listened to Funny Games regularly and comment online. Thank you. It was so much fun to do a live podcast. It was a small but um, engaged group of folks who were in the audience. Um, we had like 10 or 15 people there and they were great and they were really engaged and into it and asked questions and uh, participated. Shout out to Halloween, who I had a last minute extra badge to that uh, convention and came and hung out for the day and came to the podcast. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And in that vein, Reignite also had its first ever live panel uh, podcast. We were at Dark Side of the Con 2019. We did a whole podcast on the vampire storyline in Skyrim. We talked loosely about vampires a little bit first um, and then talked about Skyrim, big honking story driven game. Uh, we did their vampire DLC. We talked about it. We took two different paths, talked about the different things we encountered. We had a full panel room. It was really awesome. Um, thanks if you came out to that panel. Thanks for hanging out. That was really cool. I'm hoping to do a ton more live podcasts across any and all of my podcasts in the coming year. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Quick shout out to MAGFest 2019 as well. Got to hang out with Insane Ian for the first time in person, who I adore. Vince Vandal, uh, who I'd hung out with a bunch at that point, but got to hang out with more. Uh, Michael Kill, of course, was there. Killing it. Uh, get it? Um, Schaefer. Any other musician I forgot to mention, Lex Lexicon artist, uh, Front a Lot, Mega Ran, so many awesome artists at MAGFest, uh, and it was my first MAGFest. Um, thank you to Case from Certain POV for letting me stay with him and his lovely partner. Um, I'm not going to get to go in 2020, unfortunately. It just didn't work out, but 2021, I'll be back there, but it was such a blast. And then finally, my one of my biggest standout moments for 2019 uh, I got to go to a book signing for Voice Lessons by Rob Paulson. Uh, Rob Paulson is someone who I've been uh, following and friends with on Facebook for a long time and following on Twitter. I've followed his career since I was a little kid. Um, one of my favorite all-time humans on the planet. He's an incredible voice actor, an incredible person, and uh, his new book, Voice Lessons, which you can get now, is incredible. He does, he reads the audiobook which I'm now listening to as well. Um, but uh, I've met Rob several times now, and the fact that every time I see him, he remembers me, he asks how I'm doing, he checks in, he thanks me. He's just the kindest person I've ever met. He's brilliant, um, and he's the voice of a ton of characters that you know. He's Raphael from the original Ninja Turtles, Donatello from a recent iteration of the Ninja Turtles, Yakko, Pinky, uh, Mighty Max, um... He's been in so many different things. That's just a brief list of all the different characters he's done. Um, he's Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, uh, he was Snowball in uh, Rick and Morty. He's just a brilliant voice actor and one of the coolest people on the planet. And I'm so thankful to in even for him to know me in even a peripheral way and remember me is incredibly humbling. Um, but if, you ha if you're a fan of his and you haven't read or listened to his book, Voice Lessons, I highly recommend it. But Rob, if you happen to hear this, thank you for taking the time to meet me and everyone else. Um, I adore all the work that you do. And um, 
you're just one of the kindest people I've ever met. So thank you. Um, so yeah, that's that's my highlights for 2019. Um, I'm not going to drag this episode out. It's going to be a little on the shorter side, I think, because uh, <laughs> as I said at the top, I'm a little uh, wrecked at the end of this year. But as I did last year, I do want to just go over, just list out some thank yous. People who um, were really important to me this year or every year. And uh, if you don't hear your name, that doesn't mean I don't, I'm not thankful for everything you've done uh, to help and support me. And we'll get to that. First, up front, I want to thank BeanQuest Coffee. Um, There's no ad on this podcast um, like there were on others. But um, the fact that they gave me a discount code and uh, said yes when I wanted to be an affiliate it means a lot um, because I didn't have advertisers lining up to work with me. So thank you. I appreciate it being Quest Coffee. Um, of course, I start by thanking my incredible spouse, Sarah. Um, I'd be lost without you. I wouldn't be able to do this kind of stuff if I didn't have you in my corner. So thank you for everything. You're incredible and your effect on my life is endless and I will love you and do love you uh, forever and across the multiverse. Thank you. Uh, my co-producers at Magical Girl Burlesque, Raina and Betty, um, but more importantly, my friends. Um, we don't get to see each other as much now that we work together all the time, uh, but I love hanging out with you and you've become some of my closest friends, so thank you. Uh, a few of the folks over from certain POV, uh, Ben Melton, Addie Thomas, Case Aiken, Hans, Steve the Synagogue, J. Mike Folson, Jeff Moonen, MJ, and Rachel Quirky Shank. Um, I love being a part of this network. Um, I love the podcasts that I do on that network. Your constant support of the things that I work on, both within the podcast network and outside of it, um, are endlessly appreciated. And you continue to be a huge uh, influence and support structure in my life. So thank you. Um, Bunny Buxom and Chafer the Dark Lord, you continue to let me play in the world you create. I love being a part of Tasselmania every year, twice this past year. Um, I love that you guys think of me whenever you need a DJ or you need support staff of any kind. It's a pleasure to always work with you. I'm thankful to call you both friends. Um, I hope you will continue to consider me for those kinds of things because I love being a part of it. Anya Keister and Z Perry. Anya, I already said a ton about you earlier, and Z, um, I just don't know how to put it into words how the two of you, how much the two of you mean to me, but Z specifically, I love that whenever we're at shows together, you're just so kind and so sweet, and uh, I love talking to you, catching up. I know we don't see each other that much, but um, I'm thankful that both of you welcomed me into the world of D20 Burlesque. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Petit Renard and Mochismo of Metropolis Burlesque. Um, y'all do some crazy weird stuff. And I'm so excited when you let me play in the worlds you create as well. Um, you're always game for whatever cosplay I want to put together. Whatever character I want to dress as. However I want to participate. Um, Mo, I love messing with you when you host because you play along and you have fun and you never take it personally you know we we pick on each other and we joke like brothers almost and i love it you're a good dude and um i'm so grateful to know both of you and the fact that you guys let me be a part of 
as many um, of your shows as I can be. I love doing it, and I never want to stop. Uh, Victor Devon, producer of White Elephant Burlesque, uh, podcast host of We Burlesque the Podcast, and uh, the creator of Two Nights Day. Um, you're one of my best friends. Um, thank you for all of your support, your kindness, being a listening ear, always wanting to uh, have me as a part of the things that you do and and just being a good friend. Um, I don't think I can ever thank you enough for all the things you've done for me over the last few years especially, so thank you. Kitty Bug and Robert Prine, uh, you are big nerds who I adore with huge hearts. Um, thank you for supporting me in any way that you have over the years. I appreciate both of you more than I can put into words. You're incredible. Um, I love your animal children, Pilot, Nick, and uh, General James Beans immensely as, as much as I love you both. Thank you for giving us a home in Philly whenever you can. Us by us, I mean me and Sarah. And uh, don't ever change. Um, folks who support me via Patreon to any degree, um, I'm endlessly thankful for you. Rob Sterobin, The Blurred Girl, Teresa Galasaurus, uh, Ian R. Buck, uh, Caitlin McGrath. Y'all, y'all are literally giving me money so I can keep doing what I'm doing and grow the things that I work on. Um, there, there's no way I can possibly begin to thank you enough for that. So thank you. Uh, it's hard, especially these days for artists to financially support other artists, right? We're sometimes always passing around the same buck. So the fact that you do, I will never stop being thankful for, um, the let's rewatch crew, Brett, Sam, Ash, and Pat. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast this year, for being friends online, uh, for always being game for anything, Y'all are uh, huge nerds who love movies, and I love you. Um, Patrick Willems, Matt Torpy, and Jake Torpy. Um, I've been a fan of the your YouTube stuff, of both of your podcasts, um, everything that you do. Uh, and this year I got to have you as guests on my podcast, something I've been trying to make happen for a while. And uh, it meant a huge amount to me that you would take the time. Uh, thank you for creating such incredible stuff over this year and years before. Um, I love all the stuff that y'all work on. Y'all are truly some incredible humans, so don't ever stop. Uh, Scott Thomas, cannot not thank you this year. Also a guest on the pod this year and uh, one of the hosts of the Infinity Pod with my co-host, Rachel Quirky Shank, and the aforementioned Patrick H. Willems. Uh, I love that podcast. I love your hot hot takes. Um, Scott, never stop being the ridiculous and incredible human that you are. You give me so many laughs on the internet. And uh, the few times we've gotten to hang out in the same space, it's been a blast. So uh, hoping to do more of that in 2020. Abe Goldfarb, uh, a.k.a. Bastard Keith. Um, not only are you a good friend and someone who's super seminal on my wedding day as you emceed that day, and made it incredible watching you grow over the past few years and getting to see you shine on fucking Broadway and Beetlejuice. Like it just fills my heart with an insane amount of joy. The fact that there's nothing too stupid or ridiculous that I can say on Twitter that you won't play along with. Um, you're an incredible person and know that seeing you shine gives me huge joy and I'm really proud of you. 
Your uh, Smith and K Flay. Thank you for your music. Thank you for making me feel good when I don't always feel good or helping me not feel good and work through it. Uh, your music is, uh, I can't put a price tag on how much your music means to me and I'm so thankful to have it in my life. Patrick Klepek and the Scuba Troopers. Uh, Mario Maker Mornings this year has been a guiding light. That community has been super supportive. Um, I've been a fan of yours, Patrick, since the G4 days. Uh, if you listen to this, uh, we met at the first ever PAX East ages ago. Uh, I met you, Abby Happy, and Blair Herder all on the same night. I ended up spending most of the weekend hanging out with Blair, and Blair and I are friends since. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. I don't expect you to. It was so long ago. You were wee baby Patrick Klepek, but I've been following you since um, Giant Bomb, Waypoint, wherever you've been. Uh, thank you for creating a community both on Waypoint and with Mario Maker Mornings that I am proud to be a part of. You're incredible. Don't ever stop. Uh, the rest of the Waypoint or Waypoint adjacent crew, Rob Zachney, Danielle Riendo, Austin Walker, Natalie Watson. Um, I love Waypoint. I love listening to you all on Waypoint, but also y'all are so supportive and kind on Twitter answering questions, interacting, hanging out, just curating an incredible community for gamers to talk about games uh, is endlessly valuable and uh, humbling. So thank you for continuing to create incredible stuff on the internet, writing about games, making games a place for progressive views and growth and change and continuing to push that kind of change. Um, that is something we definitely need. Derek Van Dyke, Reb Valentine, John Phipps, Zach, Justin, Finn, Maddie G, Sam, Jeff, Rar, Lena, and the rest of the SDGC community. Uh, Y'all are my heroes this past year. Like I've said before, and I'll say it a thousand times, you changed my life this year. Uh, gave me a safe space to talk about games, a community to hang out with that I felt like we actually genuinely all cared about each other. There aren't a ton of great places to talk about games anymore. The conversations become pretty toxic. So like I mentioned earlier with Patrick, and now I'm mentioning with y'all, having a place where you can talk about games and grow and learn and hang out and have fun uh, is something I will never, ever, ever stop being thankful for. Um, you let You also had me on your podcast not only said kind things about the episode that I did, but want to have me back in 2020. I just, uh, I, I'm at a loss for additional words on how much that all means to me. So thank you. Um, thank you. And then of course, last but not least, all of my guests from this year, all of my listeners on any of my podcasts, all of the people who watch me on Twitch and anyone else I've forgotten to thank who has supported me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitch, on my podcasts, on YouTube, the handful of people who watch that. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I don't always know what to say or how to be grateful, but I try to be humble and grateful as much as I can. I definitely wouldn't have gotten through this year or years prior without 
the support of people like all of you. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for listening to this episode and me ramble about the things that are important to me and how I'm doing. And uh, I hope to see you all or for you all to hear me in 2020. But thank you so much for everything. And with that, I will wrap up by saying music is life and life is good. That's it for this episode of Crash Chords Autographs. Our theme music is by Michael Kill. Our logo was designed by Case Aiken and Joey Amans. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. You'll help us reach more listeners. Questions, comments, or guest recommendations? Email matt.storm at crashchords.com or hit us up on Twitter at Crash Chords Web. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque, the podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weburlesque.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life. Life is good. <laughs>